This is Philly Drone Tech with Tom Brunt. Thank you to our sponsors, Wistia.com, Zoho Mail, and GetFlyWheel.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Philly Drone Tech here on the PhillyTech.org Netcast Network. I'm Tom Brunt. Well, uh, I got delayed a little bit again in getting a new episode out for you. As I reported last month, being a broadcast technician, it was a pretty busy month. I started uh, doing the Masters Golf and then went right into NHL playoffs. Continuing that trend was uh, NHL playoffs. Uh, if you were uh, a hockey fan and were enjoying the Detroit-Tampa Bay series and then round two, uh, Montreal Tampa Bay series. Oh, that was uh, that's where I was. Uh, so now, um, now that I'm all done doing that, I'm able to get out another episode for you. So uh, as I always do, let's get started when I uh, talk about the latest news from the FAA. Um, well, they they're kind of moving fast and furious now um, with uh, you know tweaking uh, rule set and allowing a little bit more. You know, it's it's baby steps. But while we're waiting for the uh, uh, notice of proposed rulemaking, uh, the NPRM, to, uh, to uh, take place, uh, which could still be a couple years, uh, maybe a year or two, um, well, there's a lot of stop gaps that they're kind of you know, trying to fill uh, in, in kind of allowing things to happen, but kind of, I guess, at a slow and steady pace as opposed to all at once. Um, in one day, they released a, a couple of uh, things. Uh, one of them is, is that they are now uh, going to allow testing of what's called BVLOS technology, uh, beyond visual line of sight. This will be uh, big news, uh, as I'm sure maybe they heard a lot of in the public comment section. And one, one of the things I brought up was um, being able to uh, operate uh, not in full line of sight. Uh, currently, they only allow uh, a human operator uh, who can visually um, keep focus with the, the, the drone in the air. Um, no uh, outside of that. That will, you know, that makes it pretty tough for things like uh, search and rescue uh, or even like crop inspection, uh, power line inspection, tower inspection, things of that nature. Uh, and plus, as, as I've talked about, uh, the technology is moving at such a fast rate that uh, uh, the next generation of uh, drones will probably be able to be more self-aware and self-avoid uh, obstacles. Uh, in other words, like even if you as an operator uh, screw up on the controls, uh, it, it won't crash land into things. It'll, it'll know to avoid buildings, trees, uh, people, all objects, all that stuff. Um, but this is, a, this is a good step forward. It shows that the FAA is, uh, you know, they're, they're going to consider this for the final rule set. Uh, the uh, you know non-visual uh, line of sight uh, that could be uh, very new uh, good news here. Uh, let's see here uh, as it says here uh, it's well it's it's going to be helpful for people like Amazon that's working on uh, on uh, their uh, their drone delivery system um, and uh, let's see uh, let's see Boeing, Airbus, Lockheed Martin. Uh, natural uh, pipeline, uh, gas pipeline in uh, agricultural uh, industries. Uh, again, that's for like inspection. Uh, it's really kind of uh, defeats the purpose if, if you have to be in visual contact of the drone in order to use it for visual inspection. That's sort of the point. 
uh, it's able to reach where you can't. And well, that, uh, that could be very good uh, news uh, moving forward. Um, on the same day or around the same day, uh, the FAA also released uh, you know, a little uh, loosening of the restrictions for uh, journalism. But in, in a little bit of a, a, a strange way, um, now uh, news uh, agencies and news stations will, um, previously there was a ban on even broadcasting uh, footage that was acquired by a drone, whether it's a hobbyist or a professional. Uh, certainly professional with no commercial, with the ban on commercial use, uh, no. But even, uh, even uh, stations were discouraged from even airing um, amateur footage uh, from, from a drone. Uh, well, that's, uh, that, that restriction has been, uh, been loosened. Um, uh, basically what it says here is that uh, citizen journalists, uh, aka hobbyists, amateurs, uh, can submit and sell that's interesting. Um, drone acquired uh, news footage to stations. However, uh, the professional market is still banned from doing this. The stations themselves cannot have photographers do it. Um, it's it, it's kind of uh, it's it's very backwards actually. I sort of see where they're trying to come from. Um, they don't want like a, a free-for-all out there with uh, the drones and in fact uh, for the uh, the hobbyist one even uh, I think the rule is specific to say you're you have a drone flying over your neighborhood and you spot a fire well while you're up there you can shoot footage of that fire but I, I think how it's going to be interpreted is you're going to start to see a lot of um, um, you know, citizen journalists uh, grabbing their drones and running to um, running to like news stories uh, to uh, to photograph it. Um, this this will bring up a more of a safety problem than what they are worried about with allowing professionals to do it because professionals know how to cover a news story without getting in the way. Um, amateurs probably do not, and I, I think you're going to start to see. I. I it, it's not going to surprise me if the FAA kind of backs off on this a little bit because I think they're going to find that they're, they're kind of opening up floodgates in a way they're not intending. Um, I see a lot of uh, amateur journalists going out there and kind of being a little reckless in capturing footage and possibly like say getting in the way of uh, EMTs, which again a professional would you know, in, in theory anyway, a professional would know how not to get involved uh, in the scene. Um, my thoughts on it were, while they don't want to just allow everybody to do it, uh, what they should do is, uh, I think they ought to have a, have a trial, a uh, couple trial markets. Uh, pick some small, more maybe rural areas, and then you can uh, let, uh, let a couple select stations um, kind of like what they're doing with CNN. They've partnered with CNN, and that's on a global, uh, a global stage uh, to to use uh, drones for uh, news gathering. Um, you know, covering news at the local level is a little bit different from the, the national level, so it, it might be a, a good thing for them to say allow that. Uh, with like I said, a couple select stations in rural markets and test the waters. Um, you know, the FAA needs to kind of learn from us as much as we have to abide by their rules. They can't come up with rules until they kind of know how people are, 
you know, using these things. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I, I really think that's going to end up being kind of short-lived. Um, that's, that's, uh, that's that story. Well, my, uh, my final update with the FAA, uh, also, like I, I told you, they were busy, uh, you know, doing some things and, uh, and, uh, you know, this, this shows, this is the third story that happened around the same time as the other two I just mentioned. And also this has a private sector element in it as well. Uh, the FAA is, uh, developing, uh, let me see here. It's uh, called, uh, before you fly. It is going to be a, an app for right now. It's only uh, Apple uh, iOS, but uh, Android will be coming. Uh, it's a simple, easy to use smartphone app that will let users access um, what is uh, the uh, you know what what are the no fly zones around the area right where they are. Um, that's that's sorely needed. And that's 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 uh, that's great. Um, so say. Like if I'm in an area near a stadium, uh, and a stadium has uh, is a temporary no-fly zone when they have events, uh, well, that will be shown on this this app. Um, right now, it's in beta test, and they're hoping to get it out to uh, about a, at least a thousand uh, beta testers over this summer, and then you could expect it to be released uh, soon after that. Um, I would personally love to get to be a beta tester for this this app. I'd really like to uh, kind of put it through its paces and and see how it works. Uh, it will show you um, you know permanent and temporary uh, no fly zone restrictions. That's that's important too, and that's going to be a good uh, good step if they can convince the consumers to to use it. Um, again, it, it you know the professionals already. Are, are going to be aware of this kind of stuff, but uh, now it makes it a lot easier uh, too. Um, you know, it's even like for myself, I I have trouble finding and access in my little area as far as what exactly, where exactly are the no-fly zones in my area. Well, this app will help me with that, um, and it's it's kind of coincidence that it's uh, kind of happening at the same time. But there's a private sector company uh, that's working on the same thing. And that is also in a beta test stage right now. It's uh, called AirMap. Uh, it's a sky atlas for drone users, as they call it. And it's, uh, it comes to you from the same people that uh, handle the no-fly zone uh, web registry that I talked about in a, in a previous episode, uh, where you can uh, set up like a, a geofence uh, for your property to uh, not allow uh, drones to fly over. Um, those people are, are the same ones that are behind this AirMap uh, utility. And it's already set to work with uh, Android as well as uh, Apple iOS. Um, you know, again, it's going to be a, a user interface, probably using the same data the FAA has. Um, so, and it's free right now. And again, in, in uh, beta test only. Uh, I think you can sign up on their website. And uh, you can look at my Medium account, and I'll give you the, the links to uh, both those, and we'll see how uh, we'll see how that uh, that uh, well flies. Uh, it should uh, it again. It should be some great info to have at your disposal, especially the uh, as I said, especially the uh, temporary ones. That's the most important one that uh, you will be able to know what the, the temporary uh, no fly restrictions are. Uh, that'll be very good. 
So um, that's all the news I have with the FAA. And um, right now I'm going to take my usual uh, promo sponsor break. And when I come back, I'm going to talk about a couple things. Uh, I'm going to show you some uh, drone footage of the Nepal earthquake. And I'm going to talk about this uh, revolutionary, it could be a revolutionary, it could be a game changer uh, drone called the Lily drone that just over the last couple of days is starting to gain a lot of traction and a lot of, uh, a lot of attention from us drone users. And um, I'll also uh, talk to you about my, uh, my own little story that I have uh, with uh, being contacted by the FAA. Yes, yours truly got contacted by the FAA. So I will uh, tell, you, uh, tell you about that uh, story and the other ones uh, when I get back. So I'll see you in a second. Today's show is sponsored by Wistia. Wistia is a video hosting and analytics platform that helps businesses get the most out of online video. We use Wistia here at bullytech.org. Flywheel, a managed WordPress hosting platform built specifically for designers and creative agencies and helps thousands of designers across the world launch projects every day. And by Soho Mail, professional low-cost email with business class features and security. Well, welcome back. Well, uh, we all know about the uh, devastation of the, uh, the earthquakes uh, going on in uh, Nepal. Um, that, um, what's been kind of going around the internet a lot is that there's this uh, spectacular drone, uh, drone uh, photography of uh, some of the, uh, the damage uh, left from the earthquake on a, uh, on a, uh, a small part of the city. Um, here you can see yeah, some of it here. Um, this kind of you know drives home the fact of how useful uh, drones can be uh, in these these you know kind of disaster areas. Uh, they can uh, show you things and get things that are you know too hard or too dangerous uh, even by helicopter. Uh, you can't fly a helicopter as low as this is to be able to see. Uh, see some of the, the devastation. Um, I've mentioned before how um, a State Farm is uh, working, uh, they have an FAA exemption, uh, and working on uh, using drones for uh, disaster areas. Let's say if uh, there's like a hurricane or, or some natural disaster uh, in the United States to uh, do uh, building inspections. Because uh, again, it's too dangerous to send somebody up there uh, on top of the building, but uh, you can just simply fly a drone uh, and, and look at the, the damage that way. So um, there's, there's, as you see, here's uh, some of the, uh, the footage from, uh, from uh, Nepal. Okay, my next, uh, my next little feature I have for you is about a, a new uh, drone. I just started hearing about this just a few days ago, and uh, it's, it could be uh, a game changer. Uh, it's, it's called Lily. And one of the things I like about it is it already comes with its own face and name, so that'd be right at home with, uh, with my uh, drone family. Um, it's uh, uh, supposed to be released uh, first quarter of next year, two, 2016, and it's the, as they call it, the world's first throw and shoot camera. That's right, you uh, it basically, uh, you throw it in the air, it unfolds, and then starts flying uh, in front of you. Uh, you could use it to track uh, shots around you. Uh, you can uh, you have to have a little uh, uh, tracker band that you can wear on your wrist so that it can actually say follow you if you're uh, kayaking or uh, doing any kind of extreme sport. Uh, it will actually automatically follow you. Um, this this looks uh, pretty fantastic. It, it has although it doesn't look like it has one. It does say that it has a camera gimbal built in. 
and it uh, will retail for about um, $1,000. Um, it looks like, based on the size, it's a little bigger than like my SEMAs. It's somewhere between the size of the SEMA and maybe like just a couple inches like bigger. Um, so it's, you can kind of see, you know, by somebody holding it in their hand there, how, how small it is. Um, but uh, it's, I mean, the, the, the world of like autonomous drones is uh, just about here, folks. And this could be uh, this could be like the the first of uh, you know the big game changers in in drone technology for consumer use. Um, like I said, it's going to be released uh, early next year uh, for about a thousand dollars. But uh, it looks like you can pre-order it uh, for about uh, four hundred ninety-nine dollars. And well, yours truly, I'm I'm chomping at the bit. I think that's that's going to be the next member of my drone family. Uh, all I have to do is wait about uh, seven or eight months. Uh, for them to um, finish building it. Okay, so I have one more story here to tell you, and it's uh, kind of been on a personal level. Um, well, um, as you know what I've uh, used my drone for, I use it for a lot of uh, photography, and uh, I kind of see the, uh, the art form of uh, doing uh, drone videos. And uh, being like it's still at the, at the hobbyist level, um, I've been, um, well, kind of like uh, shooting some of my own projects and kind of um, doing community projects with it. Uh, stuff that would support uh, my whole community. Um, doing like uh, uh, aerials of events and or just for different projects. Uh, one of the projects I did was, uh, was going to be a, a nonprofit um, uh, opening of a, of a film festival. And somebody had the idea and wanted to see a, 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 a drone shot overhead of, of my town, uh, Doylestown. So I did that, and uh, unfortunately, and this, this is something that uh, I guess a lot of people with uh, you know, drones will eventually run into if you haven't already, um, some people just really don't like them. Um, I had uh, one guy that, uh, well, basically was, uh, you know, basically was uh, not very happy that I uh, uh, flew it. Uh, he said it was a, uh, it, he said it uh, violated the FAA and uh, he had a lot of ideas about what the FAA was going to do. Uh, threatened to report me and, and all that and gather evidence. Well, we'll fast forward a couple months later and um, I get a phone call uh, from uh, an agent at my regional FAA office. Um, so I'm chomping at the bit a little bit and I, uh, I, I, I give them a call back. And uh, here's actually some of the footage that I believe is what they, they saw. Um, and uh, I'm happy to report that uh, they told me they didn't really have a problem with any of it. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. Um, but uh, not only uh, did they not have a, a problem with it, it was kind of interesting how the whole conversation uh, went on. Uh, we then proceeded to just have, it was myself and two agents on the phone, uh, just proceed to have this nice casual back and forth conversation about the, the new rules, uh, the um, you know new technology coming out. They were asking me things like, uh, you know, they asked me questions about like the Phantom, uh, you know, like if it, if it has the, uh, the geofencing software in it, for example. And uh, it's, we ended up having a pretty, pretty cool little conversation. I, told them about my podcast that I uh, work on and you know I'd love to be able to like use them as a as a reference uh, maybe in the future so um, it turns out it ended up being uh, kind of 
kind of nice for me. Um, you know, it, it's kind of great because I do plan, once the rules come out, I do plan on taking this um, pretty seriously. Uh, I, I might consider it as like, I mean, I work in broadcasting. Um, and I told them one of the things I'm interested in is seeing how uh, sports broadcasters uh, use the technology in the, the next couple of years. Um, so that's, I'm, I'm very interested and intrigued in how that's going to, to happen. So uh, we left it with if I have any uh, questions or, uh, you know, any, anything at all, you know, feel free to give them a call. Uh, I have them in my address book. And uh, in fact, I might actually be doing it soon because remember how in my last segment I talked about the uh, Before You Fly uh, app that the FAA is um, going to be releasing to beta testers. I would love to be a beta tester for the app. Um, I think with all the, the travels I do, I could, uh, even though I don't like bring my drone with me to fly, uh, I only fly it in the, the local area when I'm home, but uh, it would be great to see as I travel around the country to different areas like things like sports stadiums and arenas that have temporary uh, no-fly zones, uh, see how the software holds up, how it works. So um, anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's my story there. So I guess it's, in a way, it's sort of almost, I guess, like a badge of honor, uh, you know, that, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm happy to say that uh, I've started a good dialogue with them. And as long as I continue that, uh, it should be, uh, should be good. Uh, the only thing they, they had to tell me, and it, it, again, it also kind of hit home with me and them too, about how vague the rule set is right now, is uh, they just said, uh, be mindful over people. That's it. That's, that's, that's not very specific. Um, and that's part of the problem with the rules right now is that it's, it's, it's not specific. Um, and that's what's kind of being worked out. And, you know, they're learning from us, the operators, as much as we have to learn of what, you know, it's kind of a give and take here. You know, how far can we push it? And, uh, and then the FAA is also learning how, how we want to use it and do things. So uh, anyway, that's that's my uh, that's my story to end the show. So uh, hope you uh, hope you enjoyed it. And again, as always, uh, you can uh, contact me at uh, you see my Twitter account there uh, at drone guy Tom, or you can send me an email at uh, drone guy at tebweb.com. And as always, uh, I have a link up there to what's called my Medium uh, 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 site there that uh, everything I talk about in this and, and all the podcasts, uh, you, can, you can go to the medium.com slash at drone guy Tom to um, find direct links to everything I talk about, uh, including like the, the, the new FAA app, uh, Lily, and uh, some of the, anything else that I talk about. So uh, there you have it. And uh, one more thing uh, is that I always like to say is that uh, since I'm part of a, a new uh, startup network here, uh, well, we could, uh, we could use your, uh, your support to, uh, as, as I call, keep the server fans uh, oiled and running. Um, so there's a, a link to your screen there, and uh, there's a link, uh, uh, also a link on the Medium site there. Uh, and uh, if, if you like what you uh, see out of these podcasts and, uh, you know, other uh, programs that are on the uh, uh, phillytech.org uh, network, um, we appreciate your support. So thank you very much. And uh, hopefully I plan on getting a show back onto a regular schedule again before my next uh, work adventure. So uh, see you next time.